Welcome back. Bill Michaels Show, hour number three. Off to a fast start today. Packers get knocked off by Washington, the Commanders. Now, I can't think of any team in the NFL at this point on the uh, remaining docket for the uh, Green Bay Packers that I would say the Packers would be either favored in or favored by a lot. Maybe the Detroit Lions. Maybe the Lions at this point. But um, the Bills, no. It is going to be a pain. Think about this. Ben, how painful is the day going to be on November 13th at about 6.30 in the evening? Is that Big Mike? That's when Mike McCarthy makes his return with the Cowboys to Green Bay. And I think even with Cooper Rush, they beat the Packers. That's going to be a painful day. Mike McCarthy coming back, and you know he's going to be loaded for that game. He is going to have a veracity to him like uh, the Cowboys have not seen. Uh, He might bring out some extra special bad clock management to really shove it down the throats. Right. He won't even need clock management in this one. They, they, for the most part, uh, and Rodgers is right, they're already 10.5-point underdogs going into uh, Buffalo. Rightfully so. Um, The Lions will be probably the only team that they're favored over. Albeit on the road, it's probably going to be a a two-and-a-half-point spread. The Cowboys should beat them. I would say the Titans would beat them. Uh, The Eagles are going to beat the hell out of them. Maybe they beat the Bears after they've already beaten the Bears one earlier time this year, 27-10. to The Rams will beat them, even though the Rams are just as bad. They'll lose on the road in Miami. The Vikings will beat the hell out of them again, and then they may beat the Lions. So one, two, three... Four more wins, maybe. A seven-win season is what I think we're looking at. By the way, Bill, I completely forgot to put this into one of my bumpers earlier. Yes. We are commanders. (laughs) You lost to that team. You lost to that team. Holy mackerel. You had Tanya Snyder did some sort of pep rally stupid situation saying hail to the Redskins. I know. Ridiculous. I, I, I just, I, they, the, that whole organization, they cannot get out of their own damn way. Just awful. It's just, they just can't get out of their own damn way. It's just awful. <laughs> Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. Uh let's get back to the phones. Chris listening to us in Brookfield. Chris, how you doing today, man? What's going on? Well, besides being uh totally peed off, I really loved your uh opening editorial. I mean, you lay it on the line, Bill, you never talk BS, you talk straight talk and I love it. I like Appreciate the last it. caller's comments where they say uh it went downhill with draft and love. I'm, I think he didn't go back far enough. It went downhill when they signed Rodgers to being the richest quarterback in the NFL under Mike's last year as a team. He was underperforming. They went ahead and made him the highest quarterback paid. He sucked that year. Mercedes Lewis even said, I've never seen a quarterback uh, disregard the head coaching plays as he did drawing stuff Mm -hmm. up Sandlot style. That's still a big headliner. And then he's got where they did draft Jordan Love because the first year under the floor, I don't care if they're 13 or 3 or not, he still didn't look all that good, so they draft Love. Well, after they draft Love, 
Rodgers gets two regular season MVPs because we know he, he chokes and sucks in the playoffs. Tampa Bay, you had a terrible game where they had a chance to win. They don't rush it in. He keeps throwing it to Devontae Adams. He had guys open. San Francisco, another offensive stupid play calling on the line where they, where they put the guy, he just comes off injured, back to left starting tackle when Josh Nyman was doing a fine job. And so that's offense and back in that stupid shotgun position that both Bill, you and I both say they're ridiculous. They need to get under center. It opens up play action, gives them more options. The defense has got to defend more other than like, well, we know what you're going to do because you're sitting in shotgun. You're not going to run the ball on third and two, fourth and nope. one. And then yesterday on the play to Dobbs where he drops the ball on that pass from Rodgers to get to fourth and one, they should have ran the ball there. But if Rogers pump fakes that, he had 83 wide open going down the sideline. He would have that easily scored another touchdown. And Rogers doesn't see it because he gets locked on to his receivers, just like he got locked on to DA. So, but it, like you said, it's from 1265 all the way down to the ball boy. They got to mm-hmm. come up with a with a game plan that they're going to stick to instead of giving us garbage talk. Cause what's that T-shirt that you wanted to say, Bill? Let's check the tape. Well, oh, yeah. Is, uh, it's 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 unacceptable. Let's check. look at the tape. Yeah, forget looking at the tape. Let's do a reality check. A-Rod is an A-Rod. His demeanor out there on the field is one of a loss. I don't like his body uh, language at all. He's already given up in the first quarter. I don't care what Jordan Love is. I'd rather see somebody out there that really wants to go out there and play, and let's go. And the thing is, with the floor, when when Jordan Love did play against Kansas City, the game that we missed uh, Nimrod on for COVID, that was a terrible game plan. They had a whole week to do for it. And what do they do? They come out passing against a 28th grade run defense of Kansas City at that game. So yep. it's, it's, the coaching's got to like go against what they can determine what the other team's weaknesses is instead of going to what their strengths are. And that seems what the floor seems to keep doing. We got teams that are terrible against the run, but what do we do? We pass against them. And it's, and it's just ridiculous. This whole coaching philosophy has got to change because they don't—they're not going to go anywhere. And I—and I, they made the biggest mistake by not taking and drafting, sending Rodgers to the to, to Denver, getting all the draft picks and going from there because he's been downhill. He can't win playoff games. I don't care how many in-season MVP players, MVPs he's got. When it comes to playoff, he's an op- he's a choke machine. Thank you for letting me rant. You might disagree with what I got to say, but I never <laughs> no, let you go, man. Of them the first time when they signed him, when McCarthy got fired that that year, he was worth it. He had two years left on his contract. They never let him prove anything. They just signed him, and they did it again to kowtow to him, and it's ridiculous. All right, buddy. Appreciate it. There you go. That's uh, <laughs> that's there you have it. That's Chris listening to us here in Brookfield. My neck of Me, I want to go back to the phone calls because I, I think people need to vent. Uh, let's go to Bill listening to us in Green Bay. Bill, how you doing, pal? What's going on, man? Doing so well. Thanks for the opportunity to uh, tell you just a little bit. Uh, I would tell you it started at 1265 uh, when the team president decided he was going to have everybody report to him when he broke up the structure. Um, there's no question that Gutekunst and LeFleur are not in agreement or accord on anything, number one. And then, more importantly, I think the Lafleur coaching hire was just the worst coaching hire in a long time. And he's a bad coach, and he's proved it, and he has no ability to adjust or react. 
And I think the last guy really, really said it well, the game against Kansas City. You know, you look at that playoff loss to the 49ers, Bill. Um, we were in a tie ball game, uh, approximately 426 left in the game. Three incomplete passes, all forced to Devontae Adams. Mm-hmm. Defense back on the field, you lose final drive, right? You did the same thing against the Giants. It's as, it's as if the coach learned nothing. He learns nothing. He won't go with a run game. He won't go with a run-heavy game when that's clearly where your skill set is. And, you know, the general manager is guilty of, of, of not being great, but he's so much better than, than Ted Thompson. Um, but I think really good account is not the problem until he proves to be the problem. Right now you have a coaching problem. And people say, oh, he lost Getsy. He lost Hackett. Good grief. Jordan Love looks like a different quarterback with Tom Clements here versus Luke Getze. And we can see what George, uh, what's his name, uh, Fields is doing in, in Chicago under Luke Getze. It's an embarrassment. Mm-hmm. Nathaniel Hackett was a bum. So was Getze. And guess what? So is LaFleur. Yeah, appreciate the phone call. It is um, it is to me, if I had to sit here today and say, what what could you change? Uh, to me, it's at some point, the attention to detail has to be the accountability of the head coach. We can talk about game plans and running the ball, not running the ball, and all that kind of stuff. You can go through play after play after play where it's a missed block, it's a missed assignment, it's a drop pass, it's you know a play call that we've seen before that we can talk about being predictable, but still, if it was executed properly, it would work. Um, you have to ask yourself why two seasons ago, three seasons ago, things were working. Things were, the attention to detail was there. And why they're not now. Does LaFleur not have command of the room? Does he not have the respect of the young guys? Are guys too comfortable in their roles? Are guys completely baffled as to what it is they're being asked to do? I I, I don't know. I, I don't have that answer. But I know when teams look bad, and I'm not talking about if it's one thing if you're getting your ass whooped, okay? That that's if you're just getting out physical and blown up, you don't have an answer. That's so be it. But when you can't handle a stunting defensive front, when you have th- two, one or two out of three wide receivers missing blocks and taking off and not even really knowing the play for the play to be spoiled. When you have wide receivers that start to run before they even have the ball in their hands, continuous holding penalties that on big plays set you back, these are all little things. These are attention to detail. Maybe that's what Aaron Rodgers meant when he said we got to simplify things. You're asking people to do way too much, and it's just get back to blocking the man in front of you. Get back to running the play the way it was designed. Get Just the, the, do your job. That's it. If you do your job and everybody else does their job, the plays should be successful. But it's always something. Hey, we had a big run, but we had a hold. Hey, we had a great play called that even though they did scheme for it and they schemed against us and they knew it was coming, 
all it took was one guy to miss a block and the play ended up getting from a five-yard to 15-yard gain to a two-yard loss. It's it's the down and distance. It's putting yourself behind the eight ball consistently. And that's what this team is doing. That's coaching. That's that's 100% coaching. 877-867-1670. Um, let's go to Ted listening uh, to us in Wauwatosa. Ted, how you doing today, man? What's going on? Hey, not bad, Bill. Hey, there's, Good. there's a couple. There's a couple things that uh, repeat themselves in unbelievably predictable fashion. One is catastrophic disasters, you know. And this is this is like uh, engineering a bridge. You know, you you can't cheat things, or maybe that bridge is just going to fall into the ocean. And that's what the Packers have done. They just fall into the ocean. But you know what the common denominator is? They've always had a Hall of Fame quarterback. They've had a Hall of Fame quarterback now for going over a decade. And that has covered up a million terrible, terrible decisions. And you got Papa Smurphy. He is the biggest dunce I have ever seen. I mean, he is the absolute worst. The, the hiring decisions have been catastrophic. I mean, LaFleur is no head coach. The reason why he's had success in the in the early period here is primarily because he's had a hall of fame quarterback and, and things, you know, have measured up and, and gone to plan in a weak division. And then they have a catastrophic disaster in the playoffs. I mean, I mean, we should have two Super Bowl births, uh, you, you know, just by falling on our face, but they, but they, they couldn't win those games. And so now we're right back in the same situation. You have a deteriorating uh, inner circle here, and Lafleur is going down quickly because you you cannot bring back this season. It's over. They're, they'll be lucky to win eight games, and then they they have to get rid of Rodgers now because there will be buyers out there that will give things for him. They can't keep him because they're they're a terrible team. They're starting all over again, and that's because of Gutenkunz, another terrible hire. There was no succession plan by Murphy. You know, it should be Dorsey in that role, but uh, Murphy, that idiot. I mean, two months before Thompson was just pretty much wheeled out, Murphy was saying, you know, Teddy Thompson, he'll be here forever. He's taking this franchise. He's yeah. the mo- he's the god, everything like this. And he did the same thing about Lafleur in that press conference. You know, they were flagellating all over the guy. And I'm, I'm thinking to myself, he's never been a head coach of – well, how can you be so happy with this guy? You don't know what he's mm-hmm. going to do. Okay, I'm. You know, I'll give him. You know, he's a good offensive coordinator. You, you know, he he gets well with the, the players and that type of stuff. But he's not a head coach. And and so we've had these mistakes due to inexperience. You have very young people in in very critical decisions in the organization, and they've made disastrous decisions. And those decisions haven't like affected the uh, franchise immediately. You know, they, they, they're able to suffer through because they have a Hall of Fame quarterback. So, so when he brings in, a, you know, when he passes and he, he gives away draft choices to get uh, the, the love dove, uh, he, that's just a disastrous decision. And, and when LaFleur, when he decides to kick a field goal there with Crosby, when they need eight points with only two minutes on the clock. I mean, that's a stupid and disastrous decision. But these are young people. They're inexperienced. They don't know what they're doing. And they're trying to pull miracles. There's, I want to be the next Lombardi or something. 
and and they're just complete idiots. So so this Titanic just goes to the bottom. Uh, appreciate the phone call, man. That's a hell of a rant. I uh, I oh, man. Okay. That's a lot to absorb. Let's do this. I'm going to step away, take a quick break. We'll come back with more phone calls. But I want to get into all of that because on some level, I don't disagree. On other levels, I do. So I got to explain myself. I, I, but I'm trying to let everybody rant today. That's what today's about. So hang in there. Hang in there because uh, everybody's going to get their say. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Gina Della from Pella and the gang. They put the uh, the patio door in my home. I don't know. Some people were asking me today, when is the commercial going to air? I don't know. I don't know when that's going to be on the uh, the tube, so to speak. But uh, I'm telling you this, although the last couple of days have been really nice and warm, last week when it was cold, this week when it's going to get colder and the rain and the wind's going to hit, uh, no more worries about the great room. Stays right there, 69 degrees. It's been set. It stayed the exact same, whether it's uh, hot outside or cool outside. Doesn't matter. It's right there where it's set, and it's perfect. And it's because I had that final door replaced from Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. It has been fantastic. I would swear by them, and I have them all throughout the house. Windows, doors, patio doors, entry doors, all that kind of good stuff. Go to PellaWI.com. That is Pella. WI.com or call them 855 Pella WI. That's 855 P E L L A W I. 855 Pella WI and is worth not only the money via economical, it is also worth the money in just transforming your home and adding value to your home, but in just so many different facets and so many different hardwares, trims, insides, outsides, everything goes along with our friends at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Go to PellaWI.com. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Those haters can't stand us. Left hand Welcome back to the program. Packers underdogs, double-digit underdogs, going into a Buffalo coming up on Sunday night and Sunday night football. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Robert's Specialty Meats. Robert's Specialty Meats, Waukesha.com. That's Robert's Specialty Meats, Waukesha.com. Whether it's the Al Capone roasts, ribs on a stick, the chicken skewers, the garlic Parmesan chicken skewers, fantastic. Pre-made burgers in many different facets, whether it's cheese, mushroom and Swiss, bacon. They can pre-make them all for you. And they have just the uh, the meat nosh, if you will, the meat salad. They have that. So many good things. And they are your hometown bush butcher. It's fresh. And you get it at a really, really reasonable price. That's our friends at Robert's Specialty Meats Waukesha. Robert's Specialty Meats Waukesha.com. That's Robert's Specialty Meats Waukesha.com. Uh, I want to real quick, and I'll, then I'll get to the other uh, Ted and Hugh and everybody else uh, on hold. The uh, the comments last in the last call, I had to kind of absorb. You start to go back and you look at the, you know the end of the Ted Thompson era. And you'll start to look at you know uh, the hiring of Gutekinds, the hiring of of Matt Lafleur. You know, you can go to any franchise that isn't winning consistent championships and say that these are all the problems. Uh, these are bad moves. Bad moves happen in every franchise. Okay, so uh, the Packers are not absolved from any bad moves because it's always going to happen. Um, I mean, you know, hell, you go back to Ron Wolf. 
and Mike Holmgren and company, they won a championship. They got back to the one the next year with a really talented roster, and then after that, it was all obviously a failure. It was egos. It was many problems up in the, uh, you know, the front office, so to speak. Bob Harlan tried to wrap his arms around it. You know, I mean, there's so many different things that went on. You can go to the hiring of Ray Rhodes, the hiring of Mike Sherman as both the head coach and the GM. I mean, you can go all the way back. So there's a lot of history of bad moves. What you do is you try to get good moves together and then watch those moves grow to build a team to sustain for a year or two, win a couple of championships, continuously you know, kind of retool the roster and stay relevant. The Packers have been incredibly good at that. The problem is they've had 30-plus years of Hall of Fame quarterback play and only have two Super Bowls to show for it. I mean, that's, that's the shame of this. And once you get into quarterback play, that is making uh, you know above 13 14% of your team's total salary, you really become a problem. You really have issues. You know, we've talked about this time and again. It just you don't win Super Bowls when one guy on your team is eating up, you know, 14, 15, 16% of, of your total money roster. So that just is the way it is. So going back to the Mark Murphy thing, and I don't I, cuz people ask why I defend Murphy because I think Murphy has less to do with the personnel side of things, I think what he did and what Bob Harlan is so revered for is Bob brought the title back to Titletown. He hired Ron Wolf, who hired Mike Holmgren, who went out and then got, you know, Brett Favre and Reggie White, and, and it was all built that way from nothing, basically. And Bob stayed out of their way. Well, Bob told Mark, stay out of the way. Hire good football people and stay out of their way. So he probably stayed a year too late out of the way of Ted Thompson, who had become so isolated and down the hall that it just became a toxic situation. So maybe a year, okay? But giving Aaron Rodgers the contract, he's considered the best quarterback in the National Football League, or one or two of. You know, when you got guys like Matthew Stafford, Jared Goff and company making the same amount, if not more, money for a while, come on. you got to pay Rodgers because you've got a good quarterback, Right. Unless, of course, you want to go to an, into anonymity for a while and then go out and find yourself another quarterback and hope that that guy's the real guy, the real deal. You know, you'd rather pay what you know and have it in your backyard rather than trying to go out and roll in the dice for other quarterbacks that you know you're going to stick with for three, four, five years. And if they're, if they're not good, then that's five years of a franchise that's not going to have success. So I, I think you do the right thing there. I, I, I think there has to be... A, if, if you're going to cut this thing into a pie, I think almost the smallest slice of blame would go to Mark Murphy because what he's been asked to do is keep this franchise competitive and successful, continue to build the business, continue to make it a viable structure in the state of Wisconsin, not just Green Bay, in the state of Wisconsin, benefit the businesses around you, all the while building the infrastructure for this thing to have sustainability because we don't have a regular everyday owner. And I think Mark has done that. They've been competitive. He's had to make changes. And, oh, by the way, they're an incredibly rich franchise with an incredibly supportive fan base that they do try to cater to. I think they have removed themselves more corporately from being in touch with the common fan than I think ever before. But as you grow, you lose that touch, unfortunately. Everybody's worried about a title than doing their job sometimes. It's more about protect the franchise than it is about letting people in to the franchise. And I'm not just talking media. I'm talking, you know, anybody. So 
but Mark has done an incredible job in keeping the, the – they're not going anywhere for decades. That was what he was entrusted to do, and that is what he's been successful with. Brian Gutekinds, you can start and look at draft choices, absolutely. You can say, look, you've been successful here, here, and here. And the, the mass of failure has far outweighed the mass of success. I think we could all agree upon that when it comes to the draft. But then again, if you can get one Pro Bowl player out of each draft, two Pro Bowl players out of each draft, you're doing something really, really well. He took Rashawn Gary. I think Quay Walker's got a ton of talent. We finally saw Devontae uh, Wyatt get some playing time. Zach Tom played every snap at left tackle, 54 snaps at left tackle as a rookie. If Zach Tom turns out to be the next David Bakhtiari, that's a hell of a pickup. So there are some failures. What Where the failure has been is in the weaponry. Going back to the, the Ron Wolf statement of, I didn't do enough to put enough weapons around Brett Favre. That should have been the foreshadow for what for any general manager that came into this organization when he said that and he said it numerous times you, you in in a quarterback driven league you got to give the quarterback the bullets in the gun to go out and fire correctly and not to continually misfire or not fire at all you got papa smurphy <laughs> ben is having a blast today the phillies are in the world series he's giddy there you go no i like the passion yeah, oh, I, I do too. I love it today. I, I mean, and, and it's right to bring it today. There, there's a lot of frustration. For the first time, Aaron Rodgers is a double-digit underdog. The Green Bay Packers have three straight losses. There's a lot of firsts for Matt LaFleur. The team looks to be inept. They look to be predictable. They look to be um, – uh, they have a lack of tenacity. They're on their heels. They're on their heels. And all you're waiting for is whether or not they're going to come out fighting or they're going to take the knockout blow from the Buffalo Bills this weekend. So that that's all you're waiting for. Right now you've got if this was a prize fight, you're just you're just a, a game away from throwing it in the towel. And I know the players don't want to hear that, but the reality of it is this, perception becomes reality in a lot of people's minds. And if you get drilled by this Buffalo team and get your ass handed to you, you get out physical with the same old scheme, the same old keep everybody in front, let them run it up on us. We're not going to give up a ton of points, but you're still going to lose. There, there's no aggressive, there's no tenacity to it. All of that kind of stuff. You know, even when things look bad, you you want to see him. You know, now again, they they did fight yesterday to the very end, and I give him a lot of credit for that. But you know what? It was the mistakes, and again, there you are without timeouts, something we've been screaming at you about since Matt LaFleur took over this damn team, the wasting of timeouts, the long calls. Aaron Rodgers standing there with his hand to his ear, like rolling his fingers, like, come on, dude, come on, get it to us. And timeout, we got got to waste another timeout because you can't get the call in. You can't get guys lined up. It's the attention to detail that is upon the head coach to correct. You put your players in the best position to be successful. That's what a coach does. And we're seeing this all now start to, start to culminate. 877-867-1670. Let's go to Hugh listening to us in Waukesha. Hugh, what's going on, man? How you doing? Hey, I'm good, Bill. A couple of things. First of all, 12 was not good yesterday. He was not accurate. I think the thumb was bothering him. 
you know, you look at the four targets that Dobbs had. Devontae might have made him because he's the best, but they, they were all over the place. He missed Amari Rodgers on that long play. It, it was not a good throw. And 12 has got to get better. You can't just say, oh, I don't have good enough wide receivers. I, we don't have all the weapons. And, and the thing that bothered me the most about him yesterday, Bill, is that the lack of discipline. We cannot have that many idiot penalties and it's, mm-hmm. there's no one person it, it's it's throughout the team and you know i don't know if the the contract you're gonna run a mile okay <laughs> I, you know i don't know what to do it's just dumb mistakes and, it, and that's to me is more on coaching than it is anything else. I mean, and if guys aren't listening to you, then you've lost the team. Therefore, you should be the head coach anyway. I I agree. I he has got to get them to a place where they are disciplined. I, like you said, if they get their asses whipped, that's one thing. But when you make a stupid mental mistake, the the end is covered up. Uh, holding hands, you know, illegal contact. Uh, had that illegal contact penalty not occurred, I think they would have crushed them. Mm-hmm. You know, it would have been twenty-one to three, and they're rolling. But I, I, uh, I agree with you a hundred percent on the attention to detail. I'm, I'm late for break. I got to run, but I, I agree with you a hundred percent on the attention to detail. I've been preaching it all day. After watching this team over the last few weeks specifically, 11 drop passes, numerous untimely penalties, and the fact that they have missed blocks, missed assignments, guys running downfield with their hand up when they're supposed to be blocking for a guy in front of them, all this kind of stuff, that's Matt LaFleur. He can't – this whole thing about that's unacceptable, we'll look at the tape, that's unacceptable to even say that anymore. The whole thing is i got to coach better. Yeah, you do. You know, for the first time in your coaching career as a head coach in Green Bay, the, the, the crosshairs are squarely on you. The magnifying glass is squarely on you. And if it doesn't get any better, it's all on you. More of the Bill Michael Show next. Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Good to have you on board the Bill Michael Show. We continue on. 877-867-1670. Time up for some stock up and stock or time for some stock up and stock down. Uh, we're going to get into that coming up here momentarily. Uh, this portion of the program, though, the Bill Michael Show. Brought to you by our girl, Lisa Lee Ortle Real Estate. And uh, she can help you with your real estate needs right now. I know it's not the best time of year, so you need some help. And uh, she can, whether you're looking to buy or sell or invest, follow her on Facebook. Email her at lisamoveswi at gmail.com. That is lisamoveswi at gmail.com. Or call her directly, 414-617-6798. 414-617-6798. They have a team of experts they work with. To help get you a one percent closing cost credit right now, up to three grand, and they also help you get some free mortgage refinancing on loans that'll be closed this year still. 
So we all know the rates are going up, and now's the time to do it if you can uh, get it done before they go up again. Get a hold of our girl, Lisa, 414-617-6798. 414-617-6798. There you go. Uh, by the way, I just threw it out there. Since there is so much passion and so many people are just uh, upset with what's going on, the Packers, 10.5-point underdogs going into Buffalo this Sunday night. If you were a betting person, what would you take? The Packers and the points or Buffalo to win by 11 or more? And the votes are coming in fast and furious over on Twitter. 54 votes in in the last minute. And a 61.1% of you, 61.1% of you, say you're taking the Buffalo Bills to win by 11 or more. Zero faith in the Green Bay Packers to cover. Uh, 38.9% say you're going to Packers in the points. So there you go. And that's with just 54 votes in in about the last minute. Uh, since I posted that thing. So um, so you can find it over on Twitter. Go to twitter.com and then just go to uh, Bill underscore Michaels, at Bill underscore Michaels over on Twitter. There you have it. Time now for Stock Up and Stock Down. Ben, let's do this. It's time for Stock Up, Stock Down. The key feature here is speed, trying to follow what's going on in the market so that uh, we can anticipate and catch trends as they occur. From this week of football. So I'm going to start out with stock up. Does anybody realize that Belichick is right there with Papa Bear, George Hallis, tied for victories? They have commonalities beyond the win column, but nevertheless, Bill Belichick creeping up now on Don Shula's all-time record for wins as a head coach. And this is a guy that started... uh, in Cleveland, wearing that giant orange pumpkin sweater and looked so goofy on the sidelines and was basically run out of town in a short period of time by the Models, and uh, since then has just turned around a, uh, a flailing franchise, gave him a bunch of victories, gave him a bunch of Super Bowls, and will be, before uh, uh, probably by the end of the season, the most winning coach of all time in NFL history. Bill Belichick, stock up. Ben? Bill, stock up the city of Philadelphia. I'll mute my mic and we can move on. I, I left that one open for you. Oh, we're buzzing. <laughs> Philly Elmo's out. When Philly Elmo's out, you know it's a party. You have yeah. little kids flipping off TV people in the background. Oh, yeah. Philly's at yeah. top right now. Yeah, Philly is is showing their uh, their class and victory right now. Yes, oh, they you are. know it. Uh, also, uh, if you want to go to stock down, uh, two of the greatest quarterbacks to ever take snaps under center, Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady. While we saw Rodgers up close and personal yesterday, Brady, 32 of 49, 290 yards, no touchdowns, no picks, although he should have had one to Mike Evans. Mike Evans just flat out dropped it. He did his best Christian Watson impersonation. But Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers now sitting at 3-4 and four on the season. I guess the question then becomes, who do you trust more? At least the roster for the Packers is supposedly better, while the defense for the uh, Tom Brady and company is uh, is just old and bad. At least there's some hope for the Packers, but uh, Tom Brady does does not look fully engaged right now. He looks as if he's uh, ready to say, you know, I probably should have just hung out with Giselle and you know, and not lost my marriage over this. So, stock down, both Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers. 
Yeah, people are wondering about the Giselle curse and when it's going to be lifted. This is a joint up and down. Uh, you mentioned Brady. The Bucks lose to the Panthers. I said last week, Panthers would be fired up. They get the CJ Cup there in Carolina. Rory McIlroy wins. Then the team comes out and very inspired mm-hmm. effort to destroy the Buccaneers. There's a video after the game, though, of a referee asking for Mike, asking an autograph from yeah. Mike Evans, which is circulating. So stock down is Brady and the box and all that stuff. But stock down NFL refs is, is something afoot here. Something is is amiss with, you know what? If I'm a ref and I have access to players and I know these guys on the field pretty well, why, why can't you, you know? I mean, players trade jerseys and sign each other's shirts all the time. Why can't a ref do it? Is that such an egregious thing? You know, it's supposed to be where you're above board and you don't get anything from these guys on either side of the fence. So, therefore, a ref should not be asking for an autograph because you're supposed to be impartial. You know, but, eh, you know, I, I don't know. Um, it, it, it doesn't bother me as much as it does. for. And if he's doing it and then selling it, that's one thing. If it's because his kid really likes Mike Evans, he's from the Tampa area or something, something like that. I don't know the story behind it, but I, okay. I don't have a major problem with it, but I, I get it. It's You're supposed to be impartial. There you have it. Uh, in the meantime, you want to go to stock down. How about the San Diego Chargers falling again, this time to the Seattle Seahawks, 37-23, the Chargers. I thought they were starting to turn it around. I'm like, very quietly, here we go. Chargers are getting it going. Geno Smith. Geno Smith found a a home in Seattle, a 105.5 quarterback rating, while Justin Herbert throwing up a pick yesterday, a couple of TDs, 84.8, gets outdueled by Geno Smith yesterday. Stock down on the San Diego Chargers and Justin Herbert. Time for me to raise my hand and offer a mea culpa to the people. I think the Giants are good, Bill. They beat the Jaguars. Uh, a weird ending there, but they just find ways to finish on the winning end. I, I think the Giants are just good enough. Oh. That's I don't know, just good? No, but just good enough? Yes. I, I said if they won this weekend, I would come on and say they were good. So, Giants people, your team's good. Yeah. Stock up to them. <laughs> Giants people, your team's good. I like it. City of New York, though, the Yankees are losers. They got swept. Um, so, another stock up I is... I was just going to say, stock down. Uh, well, by the way, next up for New York, they're on the road in Seattle, so they got to take on the Seahawks at home. So we'll see who wins that game. Trash can sales in the, Philadelphia yeah, are, are vaulting through the roof with the cheating Astros coming to town. <laughs> Time for a reckoning, Houston. Yeah. Uh, I I will say this. Stock up, though, for the uh, Philadelphia Eagles. They, they hell of a week to have a bye week. Go ahead and give the spotlight to the Phillies. Take the week off. You're the only undefeated team in the National Football League. Take the week off and watch the Phillies get themselves into the uh, into the World Series and celebrate on a Bryce Harper dinger. And not only was it a Bryce Harper dinger, it's while none other than Josh Hader is warming up to close things out one inning away to send his team to yet another game. And instead, he sits in the bullpen and watches the, the uh, Harper dinger sail out over the uh, left field fence and therefore he doesn't even get an opportunity to get to the hills so we couldn't even root for josh Hader, which took that out of the equation and therefore the philadelphia phillies they got to uh, do the mass happy pile in the middle of the field so there you go phillies and, and they did it in a monsoon which was the most uh i i watched hoskins try to make a uh, a tag over at first base he's fishing for the base while his front foot is sliding in the mud 
which was an atrocity yesterday to watch these guys play in that kind of condition. But nevertheless, that is stock up and stock down. Good stuff there. Let's do this. We're going to step away and take a quick break. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Buzzard Billy's out in La Crosse. Good food. They got that mix, that Cajun spice stuff mix, and you go in there and grab yourself a couple of beverages, get yourself some good food, then head upstairs, martinis at the Starlight Lounge. Just a great all-round night right there, downtown La Crosse, Wisconsin, the hidden gem in the state. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up next. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Now, in Green Bay, here's Mike Clemens. The Green Bay Packers lose to the Washington Commanders at FedEx Field 23-21. The Commanders scoring 20 unanswered points, led by backup quarterback number four, Taylor Heineke. Again, I grew up watching these these guys. Uh, my dad was born from Wisconsin, and so when the moment I was born, I was deemed a cheesehead and grew up watching Brett Favre. And- that's the whole reason I started playing ball. Grew up watching Aaron Rodgers do his thing, and one of my last fond memories of my father is watching the Super Bowl when you know, the Packers beat the Steelers and Aaron Rodgers did his thing. So to come out here today and beat the Packers and Aaron Rodgers on our field, uh, it means a lot to me. The Packers, favored to win, have now lost three in a row to the Giants, the Jets, and now the Commanders. Packers running back Aaron Jones. Losing to teams that we feel like we're better than, and they come out and beat us. So it's unfamiliar territory for us, especially under coach LaFleur, so we just got to keep putting our heads down working. I feel like we got to take advantage of these opportunities, uh, and we didn't. Jones ended up leading the team with nine receptions and two touchdowns after receiver Alan Lazard left the game with a shoulder injury. Sammy Watkins limited after coming off the IR from a hamstring. Aaron Rodgers on why for the first time since going 8-8 eight and eight in 1999, the Packers could not convert a single third down in the game. A lot of mental errors. Now, we had some issues with guys getting hurt. Allen got banged up, and Sammy's was trying. We trying to keep Sammy to 20, 25 plays. But, but yeah, we just made some silly execution mistakes. You know, we didn't run the ball particularly well. Uh, didn't catch it particularly well. And I didn't really move a whole lot to extend plays until that last drive. So Green Bay falls to 3-4. and four. The Vikings are 5-1. and one. And up next, the Packers head to Buffalo to face the Bills on Sunday night football. Head coach Matt LaFleur. Our guys are extremely disappointed. Uh, I don't think anybody thought we'd be in the spot that we're in right now. And we're going to find out what we're made of. That's Packers head coach Matt LaFleur. I'm Mike Clemens on the Bill Michaels Show. Wisconsin well beyond the borders remind you 414-455-4451 that's 414-455-4451 and they can also help you out with low t they can help you out with weight loss as well but it doesn't work if you don't call and it really does work just pick up the phone 414-455-4451 that is our friends at new mail medical center so hang in there um, speaking of hanging in there, my, uh, not that anybody gives a damn, my fantasy team, I did not get chopped this week again. Uh, I, I actually played pretty well. Not a bad week this week. Still, I'm one of the lowest scoring teams, but I'm just kind of pesky. I'm hanging around, man. I really don't care. Right? I know. I got you, man. I get it. Uh, when we come back after the top of the hour, we'll get back into the phone calls. Jay hanging in there listening to us in Shano. We'll get to Jay. We got Mike Clements coming up here in about 15 minutes. Stay tuned for that. Another hour of the Bill Michael Show on this 
a pick-it-apart kind of Monday after they played craptastically yesterday. Ten-and-a-half-point uh, underdogs going into Buffalo. I think a lot of money is going to start coming in on Buffalo in this one. Could change that spread. Keep going to Twitter as well. Hit us up on the poll question. At Bill underscore Michaels. At Bill underscore Michaels, M-I-C-H-A-E-L-S. More of the Bill Michaels Show. It's coming up next. The Bill Michaels Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.